Team Buck, welcome to the Freedom Hut Friday, February 18th edition. I'm down in Palm Beach. It's sunny. It's lovely. It's a good place to be. As you know, we'll be hanging with President Trump on Tuesday with my main man, Clay, doing the show from there. We got a lot to talk about today, though. Let's do it. The Canadian truckers, my friends, unfortunately, are in the midst of the Trudeau crackdown. That's right. The police have been sent in and arrests are being made. We're going to talk about what that means, what's going on there. Plus, Blue states and Fauci still fighting reality with their mask mandates and vaccine obsession. We've got the latest for you on that. And is Russia going into Ukraine? We ask the question every day. We have some updates on that one right now that might shed light on the fact that it's looking more likely. Uh, But first, we've got to talk to you, my friends, about how to stay safe online. Because there are so many companies out there that have to tell their customers that they've been the victim of a data breach. A breach. Cyber hackers put their focus on companies storing credit card and personal data. That information gets in the wrong hands and is valuable to the bad guys. It's a silent crime. No store, uh, no store alarms go off. No sirens start blaring. If your info is involved, you may not even know for weeks or months. Good thing there's LifeLock. This is a company with the technology and expertise to constantly monitor online transactions, looking for evidence that your information is mixed up in some type of fraudulent activity. They see it, they alert you immediately. If it turns out your information is being used for unauthorized purchases or worse, LifeLock immediately assigns you to work with a dedicated restoration specialist to help you fix the problem. I've worked with a restoration specialist. They know their stuff, and they can make all the difference. No one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses, but you can help protect what's yours with LifeLock by Norton. Join now and save up to 25% off your first year by using promo code BUCK. Call 1-800-LIFELOCK. Or go to lifelock.com and use promo code BUCK for up to 25% off. Use that promo code BUCK. All right, the truckers are trying to hold the line. Trudeau is going in there and shutting them down, sending in the police. Here is interim Ottawa Police Chief Steve Bell saying, if they don't go, we've got a plan. Play seven. We want people to peacefully leave, but I can tell you that if they do not peacefully leave, we have plans, strategies, and tactics to be able to get them to leave. What was it I saw on Twitter today? can't remember who wrote it. Uh, I think it was actually Jeremy Boring of Daily Wire that there's a difference between nice and good. That, sure, maybe people up in Canada who work for the police can be polite, but that doesn't mean they're good because if they're taking part in violence against this peaceful protest, they don't have to do it. They could say no. They could walk off the job. What would happen if the Canadian police, the Ottawa police in this case, or the provincial Quebecois law enforcement decided that they were going to just stand down, not going to do it, have a negotiation between the government and the protesters instead of sending in men with batons to bludgeon those who refuse to comply. That's what's going on. As I speak to you right now, there have already been some arrests made and more are on the way. They have set up a cordon operation around the main area of the protest in downtown Ottawa And they are looking to break this whole thing over the course of this weekend, I'm sure, if not sooner. And it's just stunning. What you have to remember here is all the truckers want is normalcy. They want to go back to life as it has been their whole lives in Canada. And, of course, same thing here in the U.S. for us. And the people that want normalcy are not the radicals. The ones who want to demand endless restrictions and the continuation of of a state of emergency that has been so mishandled and so politicized and capitalized on by the commies uh, that at this stage to allow it to continue is just 
unthinkable. But Trudeau is a socialist. He he is a socialist, uh, and we know that he is also willing to engage in tyrannical actions like seizing the bank accounts of people that donate some money to the truckers. They even put out that notice. This is the Ottawa police. If your dog is with you and we have your dog for more than eight days, you surrender your dog. I don't know if that means they give it away to somebody else or they euthanize it, but that really got people understandably fired up and upset. Uh, This is showing us that this week so far, Trudeau is right now acting like the bigger tyrant than Putin, although that could change by the time you listen to this, given the realities on the ground in Ukraine right now. Here is the Canada convoy uh, co-organizer, Pat King, saying he's going to sit there, he'll get pepper sprayed, they can can beat him up, they can do whatever to him, the cops can come in, he's not going anywhere, play eight. Prepared to sit on my ass and watch watch them hit me with pepper spray because I'm a peaceful person. And if they're going to go unlawfully and under unlawful orders, I'm not voluntarily accepting their offer to contract. I'm going to sit on my arse, I'm going to put my arms around my fellow brethren, and we're going to sing, O Canada. They're going to sing, O Canada. These protesters are handing out sandwiches to people. They're playing hockey in the streets. They are making demands that have united a lot of the Canadian people behind them. And it's a very straightforward demand. Stop being authoritarian wackos. And, of course, the moment you start to think about this, you realize, hold on a second, how is it going back here in America in the midst of all this? Because we have our own problems. Little Fauci is still out there saying that it is still too risky, still too risky to not wear masks. Play clip two. Right now... What is going on with over 90 percent, 95 more, more 97 percent of the country is within that zone that the CDC recommends to keep the masks on. And it is risky if you take it off right now. Look, and it's great that the cases are going down. Phenomenal. I'm thrilled. I guess my question is, are you concerned that taking off masks in schools will cause that number to go back up again? Well, I have said it before, John, and there's no reason for me to, to change that now. It is risky. It is risky. You may get away with it very well. It's possible you're going to get away with it, but you do have a risk when you pull back if you have a certain dynamic of infection that you'll have a rebound. Notice this guy who says dynamic of infection. What does that even mean? He has these phrases that he uses all the time. It's like he's trying to prove to everybody what a smart doctor he is. You know, you have the parabolic upsurge of the diminution of the infection of the... No one speaks this way normally. It's all for show. He's playing a part. He's been playing a part the whole time. And that's why places like the CDC, I know Fauci works for the NIH. He actually has his own little fiefdom at NIAD, the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Disease, which falls under the NIH umbrella. But nonetheless, it's all the same crap. The CDC under Walensky is an absolute travesty. The place is a disaster. And here's Fauci saying, oh, no, the CDC, don't say it's irrelevant. It's done great work. Sure, it has. Play three. Has the CDC lost some of its relevancy? No, I don't think so. I don't think so at all. The CDC is very relevant, John. They look at the scientific data, they analyze the data, and they make recommendations. It has always been the case that at the local level, the local health authorities working with their administrative leaders, be they governors or mayors or or, or leaders at the local level will make their decision they could utilize or not we we, we, i i think it's the wrong thing to say that the cdc is irrelevant they are the scientific organization that accumulates the data and makes recommendations 
on the basis of the science. It's up to the local people how they're going to use that. Oh, it's up to the local people. So the CDC now is in the autonomy game for different states and cities. It's up to them to make the decision. After all the implementation of guidance. Is it up to us when we get on a plane, by the way? No, it's not. We do what we're told to do. But now they're pretending. This has been the, the root of so many of these problems. You had Biden and the politicians, Biden and the Democrats, would say, we're just going with what the experts say, man. And the experts, so to speak, CDC officials, the bureaucrats would say, we're not making the calls. It's the politicians making the calls. So who do you, in those circumstances, who are you supposed to be angry at? You know, this is this is like when you're mad and there's no one that you can credibly get mad at or everyone keeps diffusing your anger onto somebody else, right? You've been at a restaurant, your food doesn't come out in two hours. You go, oh, what's going on? Oh, it's not the server's fault. Okay, well, hey, what's going on in the kitchen? Oh, it's not my fault. It's the server's fault. Oh, wait, it's not the server's fault. It's the maitre d's fault. You know, all of a sudden, everyone's pointing at somebody else. And you're sitting there getting hungry. And if you're like me, you get hangry. I get hangry. It is a reality that I have to deal with. So I try not to be that guy that gets angry at somebody who has nothing that they can do to change the situation. But when no one somehow is responsible for the situation, then the anger just builds, doesn't it? Uh, yes, lessons from life. I've got an idea for the uh, Canadian trucker convoy, by the way. I, I think they should do something in response to this crackdown. Of course, remain nonviolent. Of course, uh, you know their noncompliance extends only to they're not going to go and they're going to get arrested. It's called civil disobedience. We used to celebrate it in this country. Not when it involves anything that has to do with actual freedom against COVID, though. What do I think they should do? I'll tell you in a second. If you've ever wanted to invest in real estate before, you had no idea how to do it on your own, you got to check out my friends at Done For Your Real Estate. I've closed on multiple houses with Done For Your Real Estate, and it's working out fantastically. I've got tenants in place, so the mortgage is being paid. I'm getting free cash flow every month, and they help me pick the house. They help me pick the city, get a team in place, a management team. They just work with you through every step of the process. So you both bring their expertise and their logistics savvy to bear. And this really helps you out. If you ever get a question, wait, how do I, the lender needs this or the management team needs that, or do I want this insurance, that insurance, all that stuff, Done For You Real Estate has you covered. They'll answer your phone calls, your emails, make sure that you are getting great customer service and you're making a smart, sound, long-term, stable real estate investment. Go to doneforyoubuck.com to see how this works. That's doneforyoubuck.com. Again, doneforyoubuck.com to begin your real estate investment journey today. What do I think the uh, truckers could do? Here's an idea. Just borrow the tactics from the left. Street closures is something the left does all the time. It's very Alinsky, right? Just clog the system. That's that's one of the things that Alinsky, for community organizer purposes, used to do. So they've done that with the street protest. But there's another thing they could do. General strike. This goes back to the early days of the labor movement. yes. Labor movements affiliated with commies used to use this back in the day. But if none of the workers show up to the factory, the factory's got a problem. If even a portion of these truckers just said, you know what, fine, we're going to go on a 30-day strike until Trudeau abandons. Remember, these, these are not hard demands. They're, they're not saying stop climate change tomorrow or we're, we're going to block your streets. It's just stop with these mandates, stop with the masks, stop with the vaccines. It's crazy. Didn't work. It's not right. You shouldn't be doing it. Just go back to normal. It's all they want. Normal is what they're fighting for. But if these truckers decided to try a coordinated strike, Canadian commerce would come to a standstill. This is what people are realizing. Truckers don't do their jobs. Uh, no, no bread on the shelves, no milk in the store. What is Trudeau going to do then? There's only so much soy milk he can pour for everybody before he's going to run out. So 
think about what they can actually bring to bear in this process if they decide to do so. Um, it's it's remarkable. Okay, is Russia going to invade Ukraine? People keep asking me, and I get it. It's important. I wish I could give you a clear answer. I think right now the likelihood is that, yes, there will be a military conflict just based on the moves Russia's making, but the real the, the truth is here nobody knows. It's fascinating, other than Putin, it's fascinating to watch how Kamala Harris, who couldn't make it down to the U.S. border, is clearly very concerned with the territorial integrity, the sovereignty of the nation of Ukraine, she went uh, went over to Germany to speak with our NATO allies about the threat to Ukraine. Play 13, please. Thank you again for all that you do and all that you have done. Uh, we remain, of course, open to and desirous of diplomacy as it relates to the dialogue and the discussions we have had with Russia. But we are also committed, if Russia takes aggressive action, to ensuring there will be severe consequence in terms of the economic sanctions we have discussed. And we know the alliance is strong in that regard. I can assure you Putin is not scared of anything Kamala Harris says or says she will do. And I think he recognizes that he can run circles around the American diplomatic effort here in so many ways. So it's just up to him whether he goes in or not. Um, I don't know what this will look like in terms of the timeline. It could be hours, could be days, but it does look likely at this stage. I know a few days ago it seemed like maybe they were backing off, but no, they weren't backing off. Uh, War in Russia seems like a distinct possibility. All right, team, that's going to be it for this edition of the Buck Sexton Show podcast. Thanks for hanging back with you on Monday. Be sure to talk to you then. Shields high.